everybody and welcome to episode 14 of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host, y'all. This is the finale episode of season one. But the good news is there is going to be a season two and just put on your seatbelts and get ready for what's in store for season two because I don't I don't think you're ready. But I'm so excited to have a special guest with me on the show to join the discussion. Her name is Taisha, my friend, my sister. Um, And we're just wrapping up season one on recovering from religiosity. If you don't know what I mean by that phrase, make sure that you go back and tune in to all the episodes from season one. Yes, all of them, because all of them were good. All of the special guests were incredible and we just enjoyed the discussion. So make sure that you go back and listen to them. But make sure that you tune in to this finale episode with my friend and my sister, Taisha, because you don't want to miss it. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Taisha, do you believe that it's possible to be a Christian and have faith, but not produce fruit? Mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you start off the interview with these type of questions. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We're we're going straight. We in. get right into <laughs> it, but you know, I respect it. Um, do I believe it's possible to be a Christian and have faith but not produce fruit? Yep. Um I feel that I, I do believe, you know, faith is a journey. So yeah. with 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 it being a journey, <laughs> it, it starts within our hearts and it mm-hmm. works. You know, all the works are the results of what guides us through our hearts. So we may not always see that fruit that's being produced. So just because we don't see it, it could be part of someone's, um, it could be part of their, it could be their inner fruit to nourish their personal journey or their spiritual journey, you know. So just because we don't see it being produced or them bearing it, then it doesn't mean that it's not there. So I don't think that there's a time where, a, a true faithful Christian is not producing fruit. So, got you. It just no. may not always be seen like by other people. That exactly. That's not there. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's there. And it's funny because I, the first thing that I think of uh, when you say that is have you ever heard the quote, um, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? I think I've heard that. Yeah, but it does make a sound, but you just didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. So how did it make a sound? So right. So you know, and a philosopher came. You know, that's a philosopher's quote. I think his name is George Berkeley, something like that. But Uh it depends on the whole quote is based upon perception and awareness. Depends on how you define sound. So if you define if you define sound by 
um, being a personal or physical experience, something that you experience with your senses, well, if you're not there to experience it, then it didn't make a sound. But if you approach it from a scientific point of view, where sound is based on that disturbance, the vibrations, and all the things that come with the tree falling, then it absolutely makes a sound. So when I hear that question, <laughs> that's what I think of. Don't well, I don't mean, ask. It ain't but... <laughs> even been five minutes, but huh? You were dropping gems. I mean, it hasn't even been five Stop minutes. Stop it. <laughs> we're about to close out right now. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is why I missed you so much. That is such a good point because, like, yeah, that I mean that's the perfect example because just because you don't hear it doesn't mean that it didn't right. It didn't make right. a sound. Which oh, that's so good. That's, that's I really, just what I, I think of. That's how my brain works. <laughs> well, I mean, I like the way you're. Let's let's train my brain to work that way. <laughs> I, I really We're do team. like that. I We're really do like that because I think especially. Nowadays, like we become like really, really judgmental. Yeah. So like, if we if we don't see fruit, like we have, I guess, like you kind of implied, we've defined fruit by what we can see. Exactly. So and it's it, unfortunate sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, and it, and it also makes other people, like you know, second guess whether or not they're actually a Christian because, you know, I'm thinking I'm producing fruit, but. Right. Someone over here is telling me, "Oh, I don't see any fruit in your life." Right. It's like, right. Okay, but, but like the other day when I was about to, you know, give in the road rage, I didn't. But you didn't see that. But I know, you know, I'm producing fruit. That I, is know, a perfect fruit. example, I'm, Kay. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm producing patience. You know, and it takes a lot yes. of patience. Yes. It, <laughs> in regards to road rage, yes, ma'am, it takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's like just because you weren't in my car to see that, like that's right. You know, yeah. that doesn't mean that, that I'm not producing fruit. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think I think that's that's definitely important to note um, that just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's not there. Um, and I think that'll keep us, honestly, minding our own business. <laughs> you know, True really, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, staying focused on our fruit and what we're producing and our walk. And, and journey with Christ and not using like uh, because it's hard enough being being a Christian and having to be in relationship with the God that you can't see but I think like the same grace that we give towards serving a God that we can't see like just because we can't see him doesn't mean that he doesn't exist and we can have faith in that sense but when it comes to fruit like that just goes out the window like yes and i agree with that completely yeah it completely goes out the window and you make a strong point because you know this fruit that we produce it's it's a counterpart of our faith and we can't see that we can't see that faith so they're both intangible yeah. at times so i think when we when we hear the word fruit fruit at times we automatically um think of something tangible yeah but but this is but now we have this opportunity where okay, this is something that can be tangible at times or sometimes it's going to be intangible. And exactly. when it's intangible, you don't see it happening like that road rage, <laughs> road, road rage um, <laughs> example you had. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and even like when it comes to like gardening and, you know, like you plant seeds, like the fruit is there. <laughs> you it's know, there. It's, just under, it's just underground. You can't see it. Like, but if, you know, if we can't see it, you know, at eye level above ground, then it, yeah. it doesn't exist. 
Well, I appreciate that. That means if you come to my place and I take you to the backyard and say, okay, look at my garden. It's just the seeds that I planted. You're not going to say, oh, your garden. I see. <laughs> no, I'm going to believe that, like, <laughs> and I'm going to say send me some when it finished growing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, okay, so now you've gotten to be a part of the beginning process and you can see it, um, you can see it flourish. So, yes. Yeah. Great example. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with, you know, your your take on that um, because I, I think we've attributed um, not having fruit to people that are actually producing it. We just can't see it. So that's, that's an important thing I think we need to keep in mind. And that leads into faith and work. Do you feel like one is more important or do you feel like they're equally necessary? I feel like they're equally necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you feel? Yeah, I feel that way. Like, I feel like you can't have one without the other. Um, right. Like, because, but then <laughs> I feel like you have two ends of the spectrum. You either have people that are towards, it's just complete faith. Like, you accept Jesus and you just cruise right on through till he comes back. And then you have, the other end of the spectrum <laughs> where you're working towards, like you have to work for your salvation and you have to work for God's grace and you have to work for his love. And there's never that, that the emphasis on, on just believing. Um, so yeah. I feel like you have two ends of the spectrum, but I feel like there should be a balance and that you can't have one without the other, because even if you have, um, even if you have faith, like the works that you do, are going to be produced from that faith. Absolutely, right. You know, they're constituents of each other. So Exactly. So I definitely agree with you on that one. This was this is definitely a question that will a topic rather that I remember so much growing up just being, you know, in my young adolescent ages and hearing my aunts and my uncles and my great great grandparents and my mom I mean, just being in the room, listening to them have this conversation about, yeah. you know, whose faith is, um, whose faith is superseding whose works, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Why, are we, why are you guys having this conversation? Yeah, lots of conversation. You know? <laughs> this was definitely a big topic growing up, and you know, everyone was very passionate about their opinions, and it always seemed back then that it would end in a draw, but when I think about yeah. it now. Um, it, you know, a woman in my 30s now, much more experience and knowledge, I realized that they were all really saying the same thing. You know, they just were saying it differently. They were playing the same sheet of music. One was just on a treble clef. The other one was on a bass clef. But they, were really just, they were just really, they, they, were, they were saying the same reference. thing. Oh, I, well, I love the music. I love the music. <laughs> you know, I, was, I, was, I was in band in middle school. So I'm, yes, ma'am. So you, so you get it. You know, they were definitely playing the same it. music sheet. Yeah. So, but then I didn't get it, but I definitely understand it now. And they were all, they were hung on the premise that your works embody your faith. And I agree with that, but they were yeah. just saying it differently. So yeah. that's, that's a really big question. It is. And I, I don't feel like we'll ever stop having this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is why yeah. I had to take it all the way back to the, to the younger years. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I think it'll definitely be ongoing because it's just something we have to work through you know, as Christians, and like I was saying earlier, being in relationship and in fellowship with a God that we can't see. 
So these are these are questions that we're going to constantly be talking about because honestly, yeah. this is our way of of coping until <laughs> we work you know, through it. We talk in, through in it. a sense, right. you know, like to kind of work through these things, like you know, until you know we see him and we become like him. Um, have you noticed? Um, would you say that you've noticed more of an emphasis placed on works than on faith, or even vice versa, when salvation is presented to unbelievers? I'd have to say that I tend to see more emphasis placed on work um, than faith. <laughs> I do, um, and I think I think it's just a real big misunderstanding. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it really is. It it really is. Like you do see it the other way around occasionally, mm-hmm. but I would say mostly I see more of an emphasis placed on works than on than on faith. Um, and I think even the the way we present, um, you know, confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart, even that is presented as if it's a work. <laughs> like yeah, belief okay, is not yeah. just belief anymore. It's not even like a heart thing anymore. It's I like I'm going to know that you truly believe when you say this. So, like, it's still yeah. this you have to prove to me as a human your salvation. And and my question there is, how did we get here? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> how I know. did we get here? And then, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you. I see it the other way around every now and then. Um, but I, I think it's such a distraction. It stands out so much when I see the emphasis being placed on work that, you know, I just yeah. really don't pay attention when it's the other way around because it just happens so often. Yeah. Yeah. And even after accepting Christ is, and just even that notion, because you have to prove your beliefs by raising your hand or by coming to the front or by, you get what I'm saying? And like, Mm -hmm. I, I got saved on my parents' bed one evening, like it was totally not orthodox or, you know, Anything that that you would typically be used to, I didn't, like, raise my hand and go up to the front or anything. Um, But I still believed, and I don't feel like my salvation was – is any less than those that make the, you know, big, bold. That's not my personality. And at the time, I mean, I couldn't wait until we got to church. I I wanted to be saved right then. Yeah. Um, But I definitely see more of an emphasis placed on works. Like, after receiving Christ, it's like – It becomes a focus. Yeah, like we're still not convinced until you start serving in the church. Oh, yeah, they're really, yeah, they're really living for God. Right. <laughs> like if, if, the, if the criteria for for salvation is confessing and believing, if I've already done that, like yes. it's like we, we keep adding on different, like, things to this checklist until we're convinced of your salvation. Like you're not truly saved until, like, yes, you confess and believe, but now you have to get baptized, and now you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and now you have to serve in the church, and after you do all of these things, then we're going to move to the next level. Right. It becomes, it, it, it starts to look unattainable. Yes, it looks unattainable, and what what should just be faith and belief turns into a work itself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Preach, Kay. Preach. Yes, I I totally agree with you. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, so mm. I definitely see that a lot, and I feel like that's why a lot of people, because I've heard I've heard some people, mostly like the younger generation, saying, you know, we don't want to, like we feel like it's too many rules, or like we feel like we we can't do it, like it's too hard, right? And that should never be an issue. <laughs> Like kind of like how you're saying, like how did we Too get hard, here? Yeah. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did we get here to to say like if I mean and not saying because then you have those that just present like this very loose like just you don't have to produce any fruit at all ever in your life. Just as long as you say you love God, just keep cruising on. Just keep cruising um, on. Yeah, yeah. We, and we never have to see anything. And then like people get upset <laughs> because you're at peace you're at yeah. peace with the guy that with, with what god has given you yeah. <laughs> instilled within yeah. you <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. goodness like it, you have it's, those it's that terrible are really emphasizing works and then you have those that are not emphasizing works and then those that aren't emphasizing works think that they're better christians like it's, it's it just turns into this huge competition like and we're trying to set the standard for what salvation looks like and how it should be carried out in our lives. Right. And we can really simplify it, uh, <laughs> like you said, but it it just seems nowadays, or not even nowadays, but for quite some time, it seems, it seems unattainable. Yeah. And, um, you know, our former president, Mr. Barack Obama. Yes. He, <laughs> he, once, said, <laughs> he once said in the speech that um, – Accepting Jesus Christ in his life had been a powerful guide for his conduct, his values, and his ideals. That's mm-hmm. simple. That's that's simplifying it right there. You yeah, know, so that's why, as why, simple as it's going to get. That's as simple as it gets. And he also said in that same interview um, that he believed his faith gave him a path to be cleansed of sin and have eternal life. That just goes right back to exactly what you just said, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's how I see it, and it's unfortunate that the uh, the emphasis seems to be misplaced. But hopefully, yeah. with you doing podcasts like this, and we have we have women and men um, just really sharing sharing multiple sides of it, and our and our takes and our views of it, and how we're I'm just a regular old girl from Michigan, and you're from North Carolina, <laughs> and how we all relate. You know, yeah, at the end so. of the day, yeah, and I just like it's just my heart to help, like, kind of shed light on these things because yeah. I feel like it's important. And a lot of people are upset with God and have turned away from the church, like the universal church, because of local church, because of local churches, you know, like people that have disappointed them, and also because we haven't. Like in some in some respects, we haven't been presenting the true gospel. Yeah, I've definitely. Like, um, we we're either presenting like that. this this gospel that has no cost. Like it's this, you know, you get saved and you're gonna be blessed with all the cars and houses and everything that you would ever imagine in life. You'll never have any difficulties. He'll pay all of your bills. Right, and, which know, is one extreme of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's one extreme. <laughs> okay, because yeah. when he logs into Duke Energy, I would really love to see that. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, tell me, okay. to, uh, 
So I'm okay. going to tackle the uh, Dominion after that. Yes, then I'm really <laughs> going to be convinced. Okay. <laughs> when you have that, like. You have that extreme, and, yeah, and then you have the other extreme. Which deceives people because then they get into it, and then the rent is overdue, and they're yeah. they're walking out on the faith, period, because this is not what I signed up for. Like you told me that every time I pray, he's going to answer, that every time I need something from him, he's going to give it to me. You said he's an on-time God. Why? I don't see it being on time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I needed you yesterday. I needed this yesterday. Why is it not here? Yeah, it, it was due yesterday, and people yeah. walk walk out on the faith because you presented this this gospel that is so perfectly packaged just to get somebody in the door. Like yeah. we're we're presenting this this gospel. Like it's it's kind of like you want to paint the best picture that you can to present to somebody so that they'll be attracted and that they'll, you know, come and, and want right. what you have to offer. And we do the same thing with the gospel. Like we're going to choose bits and pieces, depending on what church you go to, like we're going to choose bits and pieces like of the gospel that we, and we're going to put together this package that we feel will attract what becomes like spiritual customers. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. We yeah. feel like we'll attract customers, and, but then like we we're not telling them the fine print. Like we're not telling them it's it's it comes with a cost. Like right. the way we present the gospel is not the way Jesus presented the gospel at all. Like yeah, our marketing strategy strategies oh, are, are are gravely different. <laughs> Very different because people were trying to follow Jesus, and he was like, hold up. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> you might not have anywhere to lay your head, okay? You might not know, you know, what what you're gonna eat. Like, if you're gonna follow me, you need to know that it's it's gonna cost you something. You gonna have to leave right. your family. You gonna have to leave all, you know, all these things. But we're presenting this, you know, everything is awesome and perfect, and you know, nothing. There, there's no sacrifices that need exactly, to be exactly. And there's a difference between like sacrifices that have to be made and works righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Absolutely. it's like, but if we present the cost and if we tell them like sacrifice has to be made, they won't want Jesus. But that's not our responsibility. <laughs> no, no, that's definitely not our responsibility. <laughs> like, like I feel like if you keeping present, it real, yes. If you present the truth, like that's all that that like let the chips fall. What they decide to do with it, like it's up to them. And it makes me think about, you know, the parable that talks about. You know, whenever the the word is preached and some falls on stony ground and some falls on on good soil and mm-hmm. you know all of that, our job isn't to to de- determine which type of soil or ground it falls on. Absolutely. Right. Like you just give the word, you share the gospel, and it. I mean, you you can't control that at the end of the day. Like, no, you cannot, you, and, and you it can. shouldn't be quantity over quality either. You know? Most definitely. So and what happens is, is then now the gospel seems it comes off as being, um, being viewed as meager, and and yep. it's like oh well, there's so much more density there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, but but that's the truth. There's so much more density there, and 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 we lose sight of that, and and trying to 
obtain all these spiritual customers. Uh, yes, most so. definitely. And like, I was um, talking to a lady the other week, and she was asking me um, how 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 we can win millennials. Win. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's stop it. <laughs> but but no, my thing, you know, to her was because she wanted to, to talk to me about, you know, being a millennial in ministry and was like, you know, being young and all of that. Um, which which I enjoy talking to her and everything. Um, but I was, you know, letting her know that I think that, that that question itself is the issue. Like the fact that we even think that we have to because she asked, um, how can we win millennials without altering um, the truth and standards of God's word. Um, yeah, altering the truth of God's words or his standards or something like that. And so I was telling her the fact that we even think that, that we have to edit or change the gospel in any way yeah. or the word of God or his standards in any way to, to win millennials is the problem. The fact that we think we have to edit it or change it, that's the problem itself. <laughs> that is that like, is that is the problem. Absolutely. Yeah, the problem is not with winning a particular generation. The the problem is not because they don't want to hear, they don't want to receive, they're too laid back, they don't want standards, they don't want this, like they hate tradition. Like that's not the problem. The fact that you think you have to like customize the gospel. Right. Um for this targeted win. for this yeah. targeted group. You know, they're they're human beings, you know, they're spiritual beings, um, just like the, their great grandparents and, uh, just like their parents and their young nieces and their nephews. So it's, you know, exactly the way that you win millennials is like using that term win very, very, very loosely. Like the way that you, that you win millennials is the same way you've won every other generation. Absolutely. That's yeah. by telling. That's by telling the truth. That's that's like if you tell the truth of the gospel, that's all you have to like. But because we're customizing it now, you have this old school versus new school tradition versus non traditional. And and I've even been to churches. They have like separate services. They have a traditional service and then they have a contemporary service. Right. Just to fit like this is for the young people. This is for the old people. Like. <laughs> No, really. Um, don't even know what to say about that. What yeah, happened? they're like, we're going to have contemporary worship in this service, and we're going to have the foot stomping, hand clapping songs in this service because that's what the older people like. That's a thing, Ty. I, I honestly haven't heard of that. You know, what where um where I'm from, we stick to to the traditional early service and the late service. So whatever suits you, whether you're a millennial or you're Gen <laughs> X, if you wake up, if you're an early riser and you're yes. millennial, then you come to the early service. If not, you come in and the in the evenings or the afternoon service or the evening service. So wow, that is definitely yeah. a new term for me. Yeah. And oh, now, now that, it's that, not just about that time. a little bit. <laughs> Now it's not just about time preference. It's about the style of the service. Wow. Yeah. But my and, 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 like, and I don't. I bet they're not thinking about it as um, they're enabling segregation within the service. Thank but that's really absolutely what you're doing. Thank you. Thank so, you. That's unfortunate. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're that we're giving into customizing services and and the gospel itself. 
to fit people is why we have to keep going back to the drawing board. If we would just tell the truth to yes. start with, we wouldn't have to keep going back and editing and coming up with new marketing strategies because we've been telling the truth of the whole gospel, like, from the beginning. Well, I think they need to hire you on their board, <laughs> on their staff. No, no, no. I'll just stick with the podcast. <laughs> Um, so they can stop chasing their own tails and, you know, running back to the drawing board every every quarter of the year, you know, <laughs> their numbers aren't producing what they want, you know? Yeah, like, and I'm not in any way saying that you can't be creative, like, or anything as far as, like, worship experiences, but in terms of, like, like making different pack like this is the millennial package of the gospel they're gonna right. they're gonna really relate to these aspects of the gospel like it's not about what you relate to because the gospel is gonna make you uncomfortable period yeah period but we want to make this like comfortable package because we don't want anyone to be offended by the gospel or like we don't want to like tell about his mercy because then we'll think we'll, we think that we're giving people a license to sin which we're not giving them anything because that's not even our our job to start with you can't even give anyone a license to sin because you're right. a, a sinful being but that's that's so, for another right. day um, <laughs> that i'm sure we could just keep going and going oh, we could, about oh, we that we're actually on every going. topic so i'm going to leave it up to we you are. to just keep moving on because i can keep going <laughs> You know we can we you know we can go, but like we, go. we don't we don't want to talk too much about mercy, because or love because you know then people are gonna think that it's okay for them to keep doing what they're doing, and then we don't want to we don't want to tell them too much about his his judgment and wrath because then people won't think that he's a loving God and he's merciful. Like how about we just present God, yeah, mercy plus judgment. Even though mercy triumphs, right? We're gonna present both because that's that's just the nature of his being. That's who he is, right? Yes. And whatever happens from there is between them and the Lord. And that's the only way to approach it, because to to yes. to, to approach <laughs> it any other way would just be going backwards. It's completely counterintuitive, um, because you're with God, you have a relationship. So exactly. You're, you're you're teaching these individuals how to not have a relationship with God, all of the wrong ways to have a relationship with God. But these but the way you have a relationship with God should be also the way that you want to have a relationship with others. You know, you use exactly. this as a guide. So if you're teaching people to single out things that they want to share and learn about um yes. each other within their relationship, so you're you're saying it's okay to withhold? Exactly. No, exactly. that's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's but then you okay. have those that are afraid of God. Yeah. Because they think he's like this you know that he's not capable of loving because all you've presented is wrath and then you have other people that that don't think that he has any standards at all. And he's if just something forceful being. Yes, and it, and yeah. if something bad happens, then it's just like, Oh no, I didn't know like this this was possible and that he would even allow anything to happen that's like this. And then you have both ends of the spectrum, people on both ends going through faith crises. Huge crisis. Huge crises. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely detrimental. Like, I just, I feel like we should just tell the truth because we're, 
we're we're the male men and women, and we're we're delivering the package. We're not just dropping it off at the door. We're going inside. We're unboxing, and we're going to open and go through every single thing and tell you how you should use the stuff that's in the box. You didn't manufacture it or anything. You're just delivering a package. But I'm going to go in. I'm going to tell you how you should be using all of this. And I'm the next time I come by to drop off a different package, I'm going to come back in. I'm going to check to see if you've been using the, the last package correctly. Like, we're doing too much. Like, just drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> drop it off and leave. <laughs> sign for it right here, please. Thank you. Yeah, sign and okay. <laughs> You like, are a mess. Yeah, but I, I definitely you signed for this. It's yours, and I'm out. Yeah, I, I get your point. <laughs> like, we are doing the absolute most. Like, that is not my job. I'm not supposed to, like, figure out why it took so long to get to your house. and I, Like, that's not the point, okay? I dropped it off, and I'm out. And at the end of the day, the packet sells itself. So yes. you don't yes. you don't need you don't need all the marketing strategy strategies. You don't need to, you know, have a branding uh team. You don't need all of that. The package absolutely sells itself, so that's what you you should focus on. Most definitely. Yeah. So that's I mean that's just that's how I feel about telling the truth of the God. Like I'm just, I'm just because people's souls are at stake. Yeah. Like, this is my main motivation, especially, like, with this first season. Like, I plan on dealing with, like, mental health and other stuff like that. And I've dealt with, like, different awareness. Like, um, I did NICU awareness, um, doing a little uh, breast cancer awareness this month. Um, But I wanted to start out with recovering from religiosity because I'm just so passionate about people's souls because like we're we have become so caught up with numbers and we are forgetting like these are people that have like souls and the stuff that we're doing have eternal consequences. Yeah. Like and, and that, as we move into a time where yeah. everything is more about instant gratification. You yes. really have to take a step back and focus on the souls and, and realize this is yes. all a journey, and it's definitely not instant gratification. It's not. Okay? It's <laughs> there not. will be some aspects of it that yeah. absolutely are, and you have to cherish all of those moments. But like you said, let me give, let me tell you it all. Let me give you yeah. all of this. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. just the things you want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. And leaving the rest, like one thing I've just had to – just come to terms with is I'm not the spirit. So it's not my, like, because we're taking on too much responsibility. Not we can't do it. We can't, we can't. No, and we're <laughs> no, holding people no. to our standards like we're the one who died for them. And it's not something that we should be trying to do, you know. No. It's, it's that, stressful. That, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's stressful, like, when you're trying to be the spirit and convict everybody and trying to guide everybody's lives. Like, accountability is great. Intercession, being there for people is definitely great. But when you're trying to control their lives and do what the spirit has meant, like, because what is the spirit supposed to do? If, like, why are you praying for people to be filled with the spirit when you're just going to act as if you're the spirit? In this? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So since when did we become pseudo spirits? I don't Thank know. You. I Thank you. Thank you. I don't have the desire to take on that role, but I but I am absolutely no. um, in full support. But that's yeah. what I'm here. Absolutely here for moral support, spiritual yeah. support. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. And about. to go any further is dangerous. Yeah, and that's what our fellowship is for, and, and we should just really focus on those opportunities because that's when we bring our full support. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I know we, we have just talked about every everything. Ooh, we have, but it's okay. It's but a great conversation. I always want to, like, at least have, have practical ways to, like, incorporate stuff. So how do you feel, like, in terms of, like, works righteousness? Because it's very common. Um, and there is always pressure to be defined by your works, um, to identify yourself by your works. How can we live a life of faith, produce fruit, but as best as possible try to to avoid or steer clear of works righteousness? I mean, absolutely the first thing, uh, we have to be intentional. And, and what mm-hmm. we do. And and more specifically in this situation, you need to be more intentional in your salvation. Period. You know. Yeah. Take 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 that for what it is. Don't just do something to do it. <laughs> That's good. You know, don't do something to do it. Be intentional in it. Trust trust in the Lord and continue to have faith in the process and stay the course. You know, salvation is not achieved without faith. Period. It's not. No. That's what it's in, that's that's what it's encompassed with. You know, it's encompassed with mm-hmm. faith. So you have to be intentional to reach a level of salvation to begin with. So don't steer from that. Stay that course. Yeah, exactly. And that and that will help steer you clear away from works righteousness. You know, like that's yeah. the easiest way for me to really think about it. And obviously, that probably sounds easier said than done. You know, but it's. You know, but it, it takes practice, you know, yeah. when you're more intentional. On your, yeah, it just takes practice. You take practice into being more intentional in what you do. And, you know, always that, that accountability factor that you mentioned not too long ago, we have to be accountable. You know, um, give, mm-hmm. yourself a, give yourself a test. You know, for me, I, I, love the cha- I love a challenge. I love to test myself. I love to see where I'm at and how I can yeah. do better and set small goals for improvement and development. That's what I'm all about. You know, and as believers and spiritual beings, we should often be testing the depth of our faith. Why, 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 why aren't we doing that? Are we, are yeah. we, do we have shallow faith? You know, do we have deep faith or are we somewhere in between and we're working towards getting yeah. that deep faith? You know, so we have to, we can give ourselves a purity test. Exactly. Right? exactly. And, and that's the thing. So if you think about, I like to break things down to how they under, how I can understand them easy. So if you think about a, a, a water well. Right, you have okay. wells that are you have wells that are shallow, mm-hmm. you have wells that are deep, mm-hmm. right? So if you really don't know the depth of your faith and you're really trying to figure out what it is, you know, give yourself that purity test. Think about a well, that shallow well. Well, it's close to the water table, it's close to the contaminants, you know, all the elements. So that shallow water, it's more affected by contaminants, right? Got and in our and, 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 and our and in our um in our world, you know, in a, in a spiritual world, then that those contaminants can look like a bunch of different things. They can look yeah. like they can look like jealousy. They yeah. can look they can yeah. you know they can yeah. look like 
need the need of praise for what you're doing. Yeah. They could look, I mean, it could look like so many different things that's polluting and contaminating, you know, your faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you're working for, if you test that, if you do that purity test and you find out that you're, um, it's constantly convoluted with things, um, that's creating these impurities, then now you have this self-awareness, right? And it gives you mm-hmm. some time to reflect on things that you are doing or that you're not doing. And it gets to take you back to where we were in the beginning, your intent for which, for why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe your intent isn't there. And if you can get that intent in order, then you can move out of those shallow waters and move into those deep waters where you're away from the elements and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're less less likely to be um, accessible to a drought, right? Because if you're in shallow waters, if you're in shallow waters, once that water is there, you know, bam, right there, you're in a drought. So you want to you want to stay away from the shallow area. So we have to be accountable and we have to test ourselves. We need to test the depth of our faith. So that would be my advice if you are trying to steer clear of works righteousness. You know, be intentional in your salvation and and be accountable and and test your depth. That's so good. I love that. I love that. That's really really good. ABC style, ABC style. I grew up, you know, I always ask, I love being in conversations with adults and I love trying to understand an adult perspective when I'm so young. So I'd be like, can you break it down so Uh I can understand? I love love examples and analogies. Yes, give me all the analogies. Yes, yes, because it helps. It does. And I definitely wanted to use this platform as a way to, like, you don't have to come up, you know, here talking all sophisticated and, you know, having all, no. this, you know, elaborate vocabulary, but like breaking it down to where everybody can understand. Um, and well, I appreciate and, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely appreciate, you know, the examples and stuff that you, that you were using because there's a lot of stuff that we talk about, what some people can't understand or like I've heard people say they have like come to, they might have gone to a church, but they had no idea what anyone was talking about. They needed a translator. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that so I, that probably won't make that that individual repeat. You know, <laughs> they probably won't be back next week. <laughs> exactly. So I I wanted this to be you know even though we're talking about spiritual things that yeah. it's not this other world. You know, it's not. It doesn't have to be extremely uptight, you know. We exactly. Be extremely exactly. down to earth and have a conversation Most about definitely. it. It doesn't have to be taboo. It doesn't have yeah. to be controversial all the exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. And even if you don't agree, like, that's you don't okay. Have to agree. That's like, okay. We, we can just have a conversation. Like, we don't have to, it doesn't have to turn into an argument or I cut you off or I'm leaving a church or anything or anything like that. Like, I feel like we should just have a space where we can talk like opinions, whether it's an agreement or disagreement, and just kind yeah. of put it all out there and just let people t- like take what you can use, leave the rest if it doesn't apply to you, you know. Right. So, I uh, yeah, this was this was so good. I I really appreciate <laughs> you being willing to come, um, to to come on and just talk about basically everything. I mean, we started out with one topic, but we talked about so much. Um. But I, I appreciate you being willing to, you know, share 
um, your insight on, on the topic. So thanks. Well, absolutely. I'm very happy to be a part of what you're doing. So I am more than, more than happy to be, to be here and, and let you uh, <laughs> ask me questions. And every, like you said, everyone may not agree with them, but you know, we're here to talk. We're here to have a conversation. And, Most definitely. And, and I definitely thank you for reaching out to me. And I mean, in closing, I would just have to say that overall, it, <laughs> it's a huge commitment. Okay. Mm-hmm. For us to be, for us to seek salvation, right, and yeah. and, true, and truly be transformed in it, okay? Most it's a huge definitely. commitment, and, and, and we understand it. I think that you understand how big of a commitment that is. Yeah. I understand how big of a commitment it is. So platforms like this are amazing, so we can talk through it, and, because it's always easier to revert to your old habits, right? It's Most just definitely. Easy. It's just easy, which is why we're seeing that these things are so common, you know, works righteousness and, you know, works over faith. We're seeing it being more common just because it's it's easier to do what you know. <laughs> so this yeah. platform is amazing. Um, congratulations in starting it and contact me anytime. I'm here to support you and what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you so much. And honestly, I, well, I didn't tell you this before, but this is, this is going to be the finale episode. Oh sure. my goodness! Yeah, of <laughs> no, you definitely didn't tell me that before. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to back out. <laughs> yeah, but this is smart woman. So, <laughs> I, look, I'm a business owner now. Oh, um, look, I hear this, you. This is the finale episode for season one, um, and it was—I mean, it's crazy because you didn't even know, and we and we ended up talk like this was not planned. Like we ended up talking about basically all the topics in a nutshell and i mean it was a perfect wow. perfect finale episode so i mean <laughs> well i can't off. wait to listen to the entire episode now i'm i mean i was already excited but now i'm like oh my gosh i get to hear all these great um guests before myself oh my goodness you slid that in there i'll give it to you Kay. <laughs> <laughs> yes a surprise surprise <laughs> it's no problem at all i'm glad that i could be a part of it any way that i could yeah, well, thanks. All right. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, and make sure that you go back and listen to all the other episodes from season one. Um, and just thanks for sticking with us through season one. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.